Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I'm here with who? Josh Todd from Buck Cherry. We were just chit-chatting off mic, and it's been 20 years. It's been 20 years, yeah. This is our eighth record, um, War Paint. It's out now. Yeah. It's uh, one of our best. Uh, we worked really hard on it, and, you know, it's it's crazy, you know. Uh, I don't think about it until I had to kind of sit back and, and look at it because it's been three years since our last record, right. and I was like, wow, man, this is this is. It's actually what I, you know, kind of visualized and dreamed about was like I just wanted to be in one band for my whole career and have a catalog of music and and so it's it's really coming true. When you start thinking about stuff like that and I think obviously as a person gets older and they start to reflect back on their life uh, once they get to a certain age, uh, you know, you have children, you get married, you know, normal life stuff. The idea of having a career doesn't really necessarily exist anymore. But the funny thing about musicians, musicians do have that. They do have that lifelong career. You know, you think back, oh, you know, go way back when our parents were coming out of school and they get a job and they keep that job. Like, you know, my dad kept his job for 45 years. Yeah. Now people don't have that. Everything is very uh, disposable. Even our careers, even our jobs, our, our livelihood are disposable. You mm-hmm. might stay with a place a couple of years after that. But musicians, they're always a musician. Yeah, they're always a musician. But being a paid musician <laughs> is a whole, a whole different story, you know. So, I mean, I think it's all it's all about ambition really right. even the 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 new world today it's about ambition if you have ambition you can pretty much master anything you want anything. and you don't have to come out of pocket for it right and i try to tell people this young people this all the time you know it's like if you spend an hour a day on one thing like and i've i've done it with the other areas of my life on youtube um, tutorials and all that kind of stuff you can master anything but you got to do it for like 2 years straight right. you know yeah it's it's um, well i mean that's a good question then I, i'll throw to you do you think bands now work as hard as they used to? I don't know. You know, I don't know what it would be like to be a baby band right now um, in rock music. Really tough, you know, really tough because information is just spread out. Like, right. you know, so it's you, it's hard to get people to really focus on you. You know, everything's I mean? segmented so much that, you know, people don't really stick with anything. There's no it. more controlled market right. anymore with music, right. you know, and there used to be like years ago. So that makes it tough. That being said, you know, it's also a lot cheaper to market yourself and all that, but it's like social media, yeah. you know, it all just kind of evens out. And the reason why I asked that because of you guys having a 20 year career with, with Buck Cherry and obviously you work damn hard and you always have, uh, yeah. otherwise you wouldn't still be here. Yeah. It's all about massive action really, yeah. you know? Um, and that's the thing I never, I never, I'm never complacent. So like I, I haven't thought about my 20 years in the game until just recently because I'm always thinking about the next song that's going to change right. my life. What am I doing? Where are we going? You know, coming up. Um, I'm always looking ahead and down the line. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's been good to reflect and kind of see all the work because I forget about it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Looking at the new album, War Paint, and obviously you've made statements before how you thought that this is probably one of the best albums you guys have done. It is. It could be the best, but, I, you know, I can't say that because... The next one it, might be even better. You know, yeah. it's just, it's all about numbers at that point. Right. And if you don't put up the numbers, then it's like, well, but it's a completely different game now. Right. You know? So... And you guys took a... Obviously, you took a break since yeah, the last album. There so. was there was some lineup changes. There's a lot that went right. on. You know, and it is very reminiscent of everything that happened before the 15 record came out. You know, it was almost the same thing. We had lineup changes. It was three years since our last record. Um, Everybody kind of counted us out, you know, and then we made the record of our career at that time, you know. So um, 
uh, we did the same thing. Stevie and I wrote about 30 songs for uh, an 11 song record, and right. we were very thorough. And it's like song to song to song. It's like great. It's such you didn't, a great. You didn't listen. rush it. No, did not rush it. No. Do you feel that now, as a musician, the way because things are so quick and so disposable and the way the industry has changed so much in people's attention spans, do you almost feel like you have to put out albums faster? No, I think the next thing to go is the album. You, you know what you I mean? so, yeah. I mean, up, I, yeah. they're already doing it in well, hip-hop and pop yeah. and, you know, it's just, the, the thing is, is you got to labor so long over the songwriting to get, if you want to put out a great record, right. you got to write a lot of songs. Right, you got to spend right, exactly. a lot of yeah, time. Yeah, you got to cherry pick everything. Yeah, pick and so to get to like 10 songs, it, it's a huge ordeal. It's months and months and months and months of work. And to just release it and it be like just kind of a blip in the screen or you don't get to really work it for that long right. is not acceptable. Now, I think that you got to, if you're an established band, I think more of the established artists are going to go to singles because it just makes sense. You know, And it's cheaper. It's cheaper and you can you can put stuff out there every few months right. and work a song John Fogg yeah. does his stuff like that too he'll filter yeah, out songs and then all of a sudden he'll have you know he puts out stuff fairly quick but it's in quick bursts of it yeah you know yeah uh, it's not like you know waiting guns and roses waiting however you know yeah you know no decades one, no to put one out cares an album. no one cares yeah. it's like you think that everybody's waiting and they're not because they're 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 like getting so much information on they forgot an hourly basis right they you know? forgot you're like oh well you know they're they're gonna be there waiting for it and most likely they're gonna be like oh shit i thought those guys broke up right <laughs> right that being said about this you know potentially being the best album that buck cherry has done and you guys taking more time and having so much of a change like you did prior to 15 is that kind of daunting when you think about going forward from this album going to like writing new songs or not creating all. again no not at does all does it just no. make you work harder for it i i'm super passionate about what i do you know um and I think that's the key, you know, and I've, I've been writing songs since I was, since I started, you know, and right. so it's, it's always interesting for me. Um, I'm always writing songs, uh, like I'm already, I'm working on beats right, right now and I got all these songs that I, I can't wait to record and I have no time to record them because I'm on, on the road right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just like to challenge myself and I like to keep growing and I, and I'm committed to being teachable. You know what I mean? And don't think you're the best all the time. Cause that's when. Never. Somebody has, that, that's when, that's gonna, when somebody's laughed you already. At yeah, that point. yeah, yeah, never. And um, and also I think that stepping outside of your uh, comfort zone is really important, and I try to do that a lot. That's a good point because a lot of people would think necessarily that Buck Cherry might have more of a party band kind of vibe to him because of certain songs. Right. But then again, you'll put out a song like Sorry, and it's a slower ballad, and it gets play on a pop station. Yeah. So you doing something like that, obviously kind of challenging yourself or stepping outside of what you think is comfortable, has helped you guys. Some bands, it ruins them. Yeah. You know, some, some bands, it's like people, if ACDC put out a pop song or something that was maybe, you know, could jump markets or whatever, people would kind of lose their shit and they'd be like, oh, no, they're done. Yeah, but they kind of established themselves as this four on the floor yeah. from the beginning to the end of the record. It's, it's you know, they, and, and, you know, simplicity is an art form and they are really great at it. You know, they keep you engaged all the time. Right. And that's, that's really tough to do. Um, my favorite records have had a lot of dynamics. They've had mid-tempo songs and rockers and ballads so and 
I have a lot of different emotions inside me, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so it's just not one speed for me, and that's why I've always had those. It's just basically to express all my different feelings, you know? Where do you find yourself navigating if, if you're going to go to one particular feeling or style or what have you, as far as musically? If you were going to think of, it doesn't necessarily have to be a band, but maybe a, a type of music. Where do you find yourself navigating more often than not? A type of music? Yeah, uh, I mean, are you always in a rock vein? Oh, or no, into, no, I, I listen to... I listen to a lot of hip hop. Okay. Um, because I just think that hip hop is so exciting right now. You know, there's a lot of risk taking. There's a lot of. Um it's just nasty, and it's fucking intimidating sometimes. Yeah, and some of them are saying that hip hop's than what rock was thirty the, years ago. I, I truly believe that. It's you know, um, it's just awesome, and they're fearless. And like I've been studying the hip hop structure right now, and and that's why I'm making my own beats, and I'm not writing hip hop songs, but right, I'm, right. I'm writing songs over beats because I want to do more features on hip hop songs. I just did one with uh, this artist Daytona Mac, and I, I got a little feature in that song. It's called Let It Snow. And um, I, I enjoy it because it's it's because the whole song is really built by the vocal. You right. know? Every section is the vocal. You know, so as a vocalist, it's a lot of fun to uh, kind of break down and listen and be like, wow, this is such an interesting approach to songwriting on a lot of them. And, and the, it's very the clever. The vocals are controlling the tempo. Yeah, and, and, and it's the beat very clever. Real, a lot of hooks. And I think people don't get how cool some of the stuff is. So anyways, I've been, you know, I listen to whatever I'm feeling at the time, but I've been listening to a lot of pop and hip hop and, and, uh, I just haven't gravitated to a lot of new rock records because they're just, I don't know, it's, uh, I don't want to poo-poo the rock genre right now, but um, when I try to listen to like active rock radio, it's like, it's like the same song for like 45 minutes and there's like, there's like not a whole lot of risk taking and there's no, there's not, I mean, there's not a lot of rock stars, you know, there's not a lot of diversity between bands. Rock got real PC. Yeah, it's, it's become like this G-rated uh, like forgettable type right. stuff and I I can't and it's it's kind of on, on a formula too it's cut to a grid and all the songs have the same formula and it's like right. if you go back just to the 90s we had all these amazing yeah rock stars yeah people we still... had lane staley and chris cornell and and uh kurt cobain and eddie vetter and jonathan davis and zach de la roca and you know like all these incredible frontmen and then it's just gone nothing yeah, it's like you there know? was some sort of void, and it just kind of sucked it all up. And it's funny, too, because when that really started to happen, that's when we really started to see the disappearance of the record label, too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, obviously, maybe that had something to do with it, too, but maybe when people figured it wasn't, you know, a free-for-all with some company throwing just endless amounts of money at you to be in a band, bands, but, bands get a little scared. But, see, I grew up in Orange County, California. Yep. All my first records were independent records. Right. I was during the whole punk rock movement i didn't really listen to major label rock record till i was like 16 17 so and the reason was i was going through a lot of uh dysfunction in my in my personal life my childhood and so when i heard these independent records they they spoke to me spoke to you because they were very honest there wasn't right. a record label telling them what to say taming them down getting them prepared for radio or whatever you want to call it it was like these guys were just being honest and they were creating these like little subcultures of fans and 
and it was like a movement, you know? And it was, it, was, more, it was more artistic than it was business. And check it out. That's why I love hip-hop. Hip-hop's right. the same way. They're creating their own language. They have all their own uh, audience. And guys like Chance the Rapper, he, yeah. he won three Grammys with no record label. He sold out the Hollywood Bowl with no record label. I was like, this is where it's at. It's like, how this does is, that happen? Like, yeah, This you is think amazing. Of, you think about that, and you're like, how did that even happen? But you know what? Kids aren't dumb. That That's what they, they gravitate towards. Right. Honesty, you know, and something they feel, you know. It's interesting because, uh, a couple, you know, two or three different interviews in the past here, I've had somebody say that they thought that rock fans could sniff out bullshit real quick. So if you were faking it, they could find, they could figure that out real quick. But if you have active rock radio and it all kind of seems to be vanilla, all kind of seems to be beige, Yeah. then clearly no one's sniffing out any of the bullshit because they're getting fed the bullshit. Yeah, it's become this thing, and I don't know how it's going to change unless some of these radio programmers take a risk, you know, and start, uh, because... But but it's affecting rock across the board because you don't see yeah. rock at, at award shows anymore. Nothing. Nope. You don't no. see it anywhere. You nope. know, it's done the day before. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyways, uh, bringing it back to Buck Cherry, you know, we've always kind of stuck to our guns and sometimes it always, hasn't always served us. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, managed to really never be mainstream the entire time we've ha we've had a career and survived and had like a really um, great audience to come back to you all the time and I'm really grateful for that and it's, you know. it's good when you look at it that way and say you know because we didn't cow down to the machine you know what have you we were able to survive yeah it you know I think that's what people like about this band you know yeah. and uh it wasn't really planned that way I just can't I can't phone it in you know it's, for the sake of some people like, call that self-respect you know what I mean yeah I gotta I gotta do it I got to believe in it or yeah. I don't want to do it. So obviously the album's going really well. Great response to it. It is, yeah. Uh, Thank you. And and that's phenomenal to see that happen in this industry, in this rock, mainstream rock segment, whatever you want to call it, rock, rock and roll in general, uh, that there's still albums that are making a wave, that are still kind of pushing the envelope enough to say, hey, we're here, pay attention. And that's great that you guys are able to do that. You know? Yeah, you know, we're grateful. We're totally grateful. And we get into that mode every time we walk on stage. Before we walk on stage, we uh, we get together as a band and we say a prayer and we, we really um, we think about uh, the audience and that everybody's kind of, uh, you know, adjusted their schedules so they could be here and paid their money. And that means a lot to us, you know, and, and we based our reputation on our live show and, and we're still doing it. And I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful. Awesome. Right. And, uh, last question before I let you go, is there a skateboard in this tour bus somewhere? There is. I just got, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, I just got this new deck that was given to me uh, by this company, Solstice. Okay. And uh, so I'm giving a shout out to them because they got a little. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I'm actually going to give this one to my son. Oh, cool. My son, Jack, when I get home, he's 10. Oh, that's awesome, man. And he loves to skateboard and um, we skateboard together. And that's cool. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Camp Woodward. Yes. But yeah. yeah. So 
There is, uh, my son won't watch anything but like YouTube. <laughs> okay. And uh, so there's like all these YouTube episodes. It's basically a reality show on Camp right. Woodward, and it's just a skateboarding camp if you guys don't know what yep. it is. And and so we're like obsessed with Camp Woodward, and now I'm like, I'm like, I gotta find some time, and we gotta we gotta go there and just skate for two weeks and just <laughs> and just have a blast. You know, the it's cool because in these reality shows, these kids are shaving their heads and right. they're they're just being boys. You know, right. they're the little skater dudes and everybody's like supporting each other and the, these new kids man are just awesome you know it's uh i was into bmx freestyle in the 80s so yeah, for me that was that's, just that's the, i was just that. like oh my god and one of the first times that i i had met you it was at rock on the range in columbus and you were just skating around the the yeah. park there around the the facilities around the soccer field and i'm just like you know what that's actually a pretty good way to get around let alone the enjoyment yeah. part of it so uh yeah it clears my mind i've been you know i'm a southern California, born and raised, and uh, I grew up skateboarding and surfing, and so... It's part of your yeah, culture. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks. <laughs>